then whenever I had my next meeting with them, I could be like, okay, hold on. I got a lot of things to go through here. And then bam, 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 go through all the things in that list. And we just resolve them so quick because it's real time back and forth. Bam, 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 bam. Probably saved many dozens of unscheduled emails per week by just waiting until I got to those next meetings. So that was a great, that was a great productivity saver for that particular role. We all know that email is one of today's biggest productivity killers. But do we actually understand why it's so detrimental? Clearly, it's not completely useless or we would have dropped the tool a long time ago. When email first made its way into our offices, it was a massive time saver because we no longer had to send physical notes to one another, no longer had to wait to talk about certain things with certain people in face-to-face meetings. But like much of modern technology, it's a double-edged sword. My name is Dr. Amantha Imber. I'm an organizational psychologist and the founder of behavioral science consultancy Inventium. And this is How I Work, a show about how to help you do your best work. Welcome to the first episode of your favorite tips. Across 10 bite-sized episodes, I'll be sharing tips from some of the world's best thinkers that you, the listeners, have found the most useful. We're covering everything from creating better to-do lists to setting more effective boundaries across your time. And you'll be hearing from people like best-selling author Sally Hepworth, Coronacast host and journalist Norman Swan, and Google's productivity advisor, Laura May Martin. Today's favorite tip comes from Ruth, and she writes, I've been using the To Discuss list via the Microsoft To-Do List app. I have a separate list for all my direct reports and next level up. And when I'm in meetings and something gets raised and I want to advise them, I add it to the list with their name on it. Then when you meet with anyone, you have a handy list already compiled. It also helps me keep engaged in meetings that aren't strictly to topic as I'm monitoring the discussion for points of interest for my network. So it was Cal Newport, one of my favorite guests, who originally shared that tip on the show. If you're not familiar with Cal, he is a professor of computer science at Georgetown University and the best-selling author of books including Deep Work, A World Without Email, and Digital Minimalism. Here is Cal talking about the To Discuss list. In your book, you talk about a column in your board that is called To Discuss. Can you talk a bit more about the To Discuss column? Because I found that quite interesting. Well, that was critical for my director of graduate study setup because there was a couple people in that role that I, I had to talk to weekly. So there's my department chair and there's lots of issues that the department chair is the right person to talk to in that role. And then also there's a, a program administrator, the graduate program administrator with whom I worked. And so we, we would meet a couple times a week usually. And so it was sort of a two-man job. And what I had with this to discuss column is I realized I could save a ton of communication if every time I had something I needed to ask my department chair or ask my program administrator, instead of just shooting off an email in that moment, which in the moment would give me a little bit of relief, but every one of those is a new unscheduled message that's out there and a new unscheduled response that's going to come back and perhaps even a long back and forth chain of unscheduled messages, which I learned doing the research for my book is productivity poison. I would put it under the to discuss column. And I actually had one for each of those two different people. Then whenever I had my next meeting with them, I could be like, okay, hold on. I got a lot of things to go through here. And then bam, 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 go through all the things in that list. And we just resolve them so quick because it's real time back and forth, 
bam, 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 probably saved many dozens of unscheduled emails per week by just waiting until I got to those next meetings. So that was a great, that was a great productivity saver for that particular role. Would you ever come across things that you're like, no, that this is an urgent thing to discuss? Or do you think that people may be listening going, well, when I fire off an email to someone, I need a response now. Do you think they may be just overestimating what is urgent and what is not actually that urgent? I mean, often when people think they need a response now, it's because they don't want to keep track of it. They say, okay, I want a response now because I don't know if you're going to answer or not. And I can't, I'm, I'm not organized enough to keep track of, like, have I heard back from Cal about this? So I just, I'm going to send you this email and just get a response right away so I can take this off the things I need to worry about. That's usually why people need immediate responses. It's a function of disorganization, not an actual function of urgency. Structure solves this problem. Uh, Basecamp, for example, uh, J- Jason Fried's company, their subject matter experts have office hours. You have a question for me? Wait till my office hours. Come to my office hours. Ask me in my office hours. They worried that people wouldn't put up with the delay. I mean, some of these people only did office hours once a week. So you could have up to seven days you had to wait before you could ask someone a question. There were very few complaints because it turned out urgency was not really a big issue here. It was just clarity. So if they know, oh, this is how I ask questions. On Monday mornings, I go there and ask you this question. Okay, so I'll just have to wait till Monday and then I'll ask you. Let me. People are fine. So again, I I come back to this a lot. Clarity trumps accessibility. We need an urgent response, typically not because this actually needs a response right now, but because I don't want to keep track of it. I must say, Cal's to discuss list has been one of my favorite tips too. I currently have two main to discuss lists, one for my CEO, Mish, and one for my assistant, Hannah. And it means that when I have my regular meetings with them, I can come armed with my to discuss list and I'm able to reduce the amount of email discussions that I have with both of them. As a listener of How I Work, you've hopefully picked up a few tips on this show to help you work better. But do you want more? And maybe in a book form, because let's face it, books are the most awesome thing on the planet. Well, now you can. In my new book, TimeWise, I uncover a wealth of proven strategies that anyone can use to improve their productivity, work, and lifestyle. TimeWise brings together all of the gems that I've learned from conversations with the world's greatest thinkers, including Adam Grant, Dan Pink, Mia Friedman, and Turia Pitt, and many, many others. TimeWise is launching on July 5 but you can pre-order it now from amantha.com. And if you pre-order TimeWise, I have a couple of bonuses for you. First, you'll receive an ebook that details my top 20 favorite apps and software for being TimeWise with email, calendar, passwords, reading, cooking, ideas, and more. You will also get a complimentary spot in a webinar that I'm running on June 29, where I will be sharing the tactics from TimeWise that I use most often, and also some bonus ones that are not in the book that I use and love. Hop onto amantha.com to pre-order now. How I Work is produced by Inventium with production support from Deadset Studios. And thank you to Martin Imber, who does the audio mix for every episode and makes everything sound so much better than it would have otherwise. See you next time.